Hi, it's Anna D here. I'm founder and curator of InspireFest. Welcome to Real Humans. This year, we wanted to do something a little unexpected. So we set up a booth backstage at InspireFest. All we had in that booth was a microphone and a series of cards that could be turned over to reveal a question. After they gave their talk and left the main stage, our speakers went into the booth, chose questions at random, and they ended up sharing lots of interesting stories and ideas with us. We wanted to create something that would give you a better idea of the human side of our speakers, rather than just the technology, science and innovations that they talk about on stage. So we really hope you enjoy the results. Tell me about a time you used data or evidence. The last time that I used data or evidence was when I was writing an article on the portrayal of female heroes and uh, I had to use psychology evidence that I would have used in criminology as to why if you see a particular role model then you be that role model. And a lot of people think it's actually made up but it's not the data is there to back it up that if you can't see so like if a little girl can't see a female footballer then all of a sudden she won't want to be a female footballer and it's, it was kind of the same in criminology if a young kid sees their parent involved in crime then chances are they'll be involved in crime which I thought was really interesting. Okay now I'm going to answer some other questions. I will pick this one. This says, tell me about a time you experienced or witnessed an injustice and what influence that had on you. In my case, I grew up in a very racist area of Southeast London, a kind of working class, lower middle class area, which was very white. So my family were some of the few ethnic minorities that we even saw on the streets. You didn't really tend to see any people of color. Um, and when I was at school, um, I was always reminded of the color that I was, of uh, being different. I always, you know, it was kind of the backdrop to my teenage years. But I think one of the worst things that happened to me, and I know people have experienced much worse racism, including my husband, who grew up in South Wales, but when I was 10 and we'd only just moved to the area that in here in South East London from a very multicultural area, so for the first time I was ex experiencing racism and there were some boys from my school who started throwing rocks at me and my sister and one of them hit my head and I started bleeding and it was I just felt so kind of helpless. I didn't really know what to do. And that, I think, precipitated a lot of the work that came later. So one of the reasons I write about race, one of the first pieces of work I ever wrote, the first essay I ever wrote and read out at school was about that experience. So why do you do what you do? Um, the reason I do what I do is because I'm quite tired of mediocre, poor products that exist in the world that don't actually serve a problem. We continuously ask ourselves, what problem are we trying to solve and is that problem worth solving? And just reminding ourselves of that statement or that question goes a long way. So many people out there have an idea which isn't actually trying to solve a problem. It's just an idea looking for a problem. Okay, picking up a card. Do you consider yourself lucky and why? Oh, yes, I'm <laughs> super, super lucky. So let's start with basic luck. Uh, I was born in a country that has a healthcare system, right? And I was born to a mother that had medical insurance. I was also born to a mother that had a college degree. So she was well-educated in nutrition. 
Um, and I was born into a country that was safe. So, you know, when you think about just my birth, it was all, that's all luck. I, I got nothing there. I would just happen to be there. Um, and then when you go up through my life, I consider myself really lucky. First of all, I'm a woman in America, and yes, we have our challenges, but it's nothing compared to women in most of the world. And I will take my American women's challenges any day compared to the challenges that other women are facing. Um, I was lucky enough to uh, never find myself uneducated. I was always in school. I was able to go to public high school. I went to public college and I went to a public law school and I'm really healthy. So yes, I consider myself exceptionally lucky. Uh, I also consider myself smart enough to know not to waste that luck. Who is your personal hero and why? Well, I think as a member of the autism community, I have to cite Greta Thunberg at the moment because I think she's somebody who's really started an international conversation about climate change, who's brought it to a new level. And I think her single track mind and her intense focus has shown all the benefits of autism and why the world needs autistic people. Give me one really great tip on anything. Always listen to your heart. It's hard to do sometimes. There are so many voices telling you to do other things. But there's no one that knows you better than yourself. And sometimes you just have to shut other people out. Well-meaning people, but sometimes you have to say, I'm going my own way. Well, let's do a couple more. Um, what's the novel, poem, play or song that's had the most impact on you? It is either If by Rudyard Kipling, which Simon put onto an iPod that I was able to access prior to going to the South Pole for 43 days, or Antarctica for 43 days on a race to the South Pole, and then listening to the poem and learning it in my tent when we were in a whiteout, I, I was able to use different lines in that poem to get me through particularly hard parts in the middle of the expedition and then when I broke my back and I was in hospital um, I'd forgotten what I'd learned and Simon was able to read different parts of the, of the poem to me and it's amazing how set against different backdrops lines within that poem um, resonated and then of course the other the other thing which I Specifically, I talk about Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning and the line within that by Nietzsche, he who has a way to live can bear with almost anyhow, and we'll be talking about that in our session in a little while at Inspire Fest. I think I went for three, not just one. <laughs> and a little sneaky quote by Nietzsche there as well. <laughs> um. Are you going for random selection or picking one out, do you like? Well, this is a really clever system for a podcast because um, uh, when I, I've been cheating and looking at the questions and now it's, it, I find it too hard to answer. Will you just put your hand out and pick a potluck? I'll yeah, pick one for okay. you. Okay. There's the stack. Uh, I'll Ooh, what's the last thing you really geeked out about? Oh, you've, oh. Got a bit, you, you've got a bit of geek in you, there's no, <laughs> doubt, there's no doubt there is a geek within. I am, I am very excited and enthusiastic and I love technology and I love science and I love 
Um, I love a lot of things. I actually was worried a couple of weeks ago. I had the thought, what if I lose my enthusiasm? I thought about what might be frightening for me, and that would be losing my enthusiasm. Who is your personal hero and why? Uh, I think it's always been my father. I am adopted, uh, along with many of my brothers and sisters, and I just feel that he came in, he chose me, he saved me.